0: Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margot, and this is Military Murder, a show where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans, and sometimes their spouses. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen, I promise. You just have to be a true crime enthusiast. And if that's you, welcome home. When today's story first broke a few months ago, I couldn't stop searching to see if the perpetrator had been caught. Listeners wanted me to share Breanne Pennington's case, And I did. I shared it on TikTok and on Instagram. I was always hopeful that Aaron Pennington would get caught. But as of this recording in mid-January 2024, Breanne's husband is still on the run. So please be careful. Today's case is a breaking news story. This episode is going to be short, but it's important for me to disseminate since the perpetrator is a veteran and any one of us can unwittingly be taking him in, not realizing he is wanted for murder. Typical breaking news disclaimer, all breaking stories are developing. What is initially reported may be different from what comes out later. But most importantly, I will be naming a suspect. And it's important to remember that all suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And with that, let's get into today's breaking story. Join me today as I tell you the story of Breanne Pennington. Now, let's dig in. The state police dive team will search Lake Wampanoag and Gardner today for any sign of a murder suspect. Aaron Pennington has been on the run since Sunday morning after his wife, Brianne, was found dead in their home. The lake is near Camp Collier, where police found Pennington's car earlier this week. But investigators say there is no specific information suggesting the 33-year-old is in the water. Pennington is believed to be armed and dangerous, so if you see him, call 911. Brienne Hole was born on October 27, 1992, in Tacoma, Washington, to parents Robert and Elizabeth Hole. She grew up in Riverside, California, and she loved riding horses. Brienne's aunt remembers that Brienne had this long, blonde hair as a child, and she was so fast when she rode her horse that as she passed on by, all her aunt could think was, There goes Breezy. Breezy, that's how Brienne got her nickname, and it seemed to follow her through to adulthood. Well, it's unclear to me how Brienne met Aaron Pennington because some reports say that they met in Arizona, while others say that they met in California. But Brienne's aunt told the media that Brienne met Aaron in a church singles group. Brienne was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints (LDS) for short. When Brienne and Aaron met, they seemed like a perfect couple—the picture of Barbie and Ken, literally. Aaron, six foot two inches tall, one hundred seventy-five pounds. Blonde, blue eyes, lean, and Brienne, this flowy, beautiful blonde hair, big eyes, and a beautiful smile. From the outside looking in, they looked perfect. They looked like they equally relied on each other for support. But when Aaron met Brienne, she became his entire world. He love bombed her like no other, showered her with love, and the love bombing came quick. Probably so quick that Brienne felt this was the man for her. If you visit Aaron's Facebook page, you'll find loads of messages about his wife. I mean, it's rare to find a message about anything else that doesn't mention Breezy. He could be writing about his father and all of a sudden he mentions his lovely wife. And as you scroll through the Facebook account, everything appears normal, I guess. But it turns out it was anything but. You see, Aaron and Breezy went on to have four beautiful children, two girls and two boys, all with the most beautiful golden locks. Aaron had been in the Air Force and served for several years, his wife and kids following him from location to location. But then in early 2022, Aaron separated from the Air Force. He and his family moved to Gardner, Massachusetts, where they purchased a beautiful colonial-style home in June of 2022. According to Aaron's LinkedIn account, he was a senior supervisor for manufacturing and ops for Raytheon. It does appear that he stopped working there in March of 2023 But we still don't know if he was let go or if he left on his own. You all know that LinkedIn is like an open resume for the world to see. Well, in his profile, Aaron wrote that he found his passion in the Air Force. He stated that he served for six years as an aircraft mechanic. He holds a bachelor's of science in aeronautics and is pursuing an MBA in aviation with a concentration in marketing. So what happened and why am I talking about this lovely couple now? Well, in 2023, it appeared that Breezy wanted to take her four kids, ages two, five, seven and nine, and she wanted to relocate to Texas without Aaron. You see, Aaron had struggled for many years with mental health issues, although reporting doesn't specifically state what mental health issues he had. But reporting does indicate that Aaron had threatened suicide in the past. I will speak a little bit later about the threat of suicide as a manipulation tactic. So put a tack in this. But for now, all we know is that there was some trouble in the marriage. It's unclear what type of abuse Breezy and her children may have been experiencing, but Breezy wanted to get away. Sadly, she never got the opportunity. On Sunday, October 22nd, 2023, at 9.15 a.m., Breezy's neighbor K.M. dialed 911. She told the dispatcher that Breezy's four kids just randomly showed up at her house that morning saying, that they couldn't find their father and that their mom was locked in her room crying. Police arrived on the scene on Cherry Street, presumably to conduct a welfare check, right? What's going on with these four kids? Where's mom and dad? When they walked into the Pennington family home, they didn't find Aaron. But what they did find was Brienne laying in her bed dead. She had been shot in the face. When paramedics arrived within 10 minutes of police, they declared Breezy dead on the scene. Breezy would have turned 31 years old that Friday. Near Breezy's body, they found three spent shell casings, but they never found the weapon. Now, in my research, I couldn't find what kind of weapon was used. But when I was watching Nancy Grace cover this, I did discover that it does appear that the weapon used was a shotgun. Authorities learned that Breezy did own a gun, but that gun was not found at the family home. Police immediately start searching for Aaron Pennington and they learn through surveillance video that that morning, just 25 minutes before KM called the police, Aaron left the family home and got into his 2013 BMW 320 and drove off alone. The surveillance video also showed that shortly after Aaron left the home, the children exited the family home and went to the neighbor's house. Aaron's picture and information about the vehicle, of course, they were plastered all over the media especially in Massachusetts. In addition to releasing Aaron's currently registered plate, which was Massachusetts veteran plate, the police also indicated that he could have switched it out for a Texas or California plate. The following day, a bow hunter found Aaron's BMW three miles from the Pennington home. It was about 15 feet down a wooded trail off Kenton Street near Camp Collier and Gardner. A few days after Breezy's death, Authorities issued an arrest warrant for Aaron Pennington, and it revealed a chilling detail that wasn't previously known. It appears that authorities were able to access Aaron's phone content. Now, it's unclear if they had the phone or if they just remotely accessed it. But on that telephone, they found a note that Aaron wrote. The note was on his phone and it was drafted the night before Brian's death. And it read, quote, don't say anything. Be quiet. If she wakes up, just say you're getting nasal spray. Get on the side of the bed, very close proximity to head. Put hole in head. End quote. This is very chilling. In addition to making it formal by issuing the arrest warrant, authorities searched the wooded area where Aaron's car was found. The idea was that maybe Aaron was hiding out in the woods near Camp Collier. But day in and day out, there was no sign of Aaron. As reported by Gardner News, a Massachusetts State Police dive team even searched Lake Wampanoag, but they didn't find him. The last formal search of 2023 took place before the holidays, when state police flew drones and used canine units to search the area near Camp Collier. The search for Aaron Pennington had included various agencies, including the Gardner and Ashburnham Police, as well as the State Police Special Response Team, the State Police Tactical Ops Response Team the Violent Fugitives Apprehension Section, and the State Police K-9 units. Throughout the holidays, I searched vigorously for an update online, but there was nothing about Aaron Pennington being caught. And then, in early January of 2024, there was a news report that the Massachusetts State Police were resuming their search for Aaron Pennington. That would have been on Friday, January 5th, 2024. Hi everyone! For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire. Defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4am workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4am and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru, Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer. And she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus. Which, listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com. And enter my code Mama Margo at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike Body SUP as in Sierra Uniform Papa Papa dot com. Add energy explosion to your cart and use my code Mama Margo. That's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T for 15% off. Enjoy, and when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. As reported by CBS News, a spokesperson told WBZ-TV that the team searching was a specially trained ground search team that was trained in difficult terrain. They were looking in the woods of Gardner and Ashburnham, Massachusetts. But the truth of the matter is that as we close in on 90 days since Aaron Pennington was last seen alive, he could be absolutely anywhere. Many presume that Aaron went out into the woods and took his own life. But I'm not so sure. You might recall the story that I told you about Air Force Technical Sergeant Edward Zakrzewski. I can't even remember how he said it, but it's Z-E-K-R-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Anyway, it was a case out of Eglin Air Force Base from back in 1994. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go back and listen. I released it in November of 2020. So that guy killed his entire family and then fled. His case was featured in Unsolved Mysteries, and it was after that episode aired that the people who took him in realized that they were harboring a fugitive. As I was looking for more information about this case, Brian's case, I came across a broadcast by Nancy Grace. I love listening to her because she gets as outraged as I do about criminal cases. Well, Nancy Grace covered Brian's story a few months ago, and on that episode, she brought a few of her domestic violence SMEs, subject matter experts. Well, one of her SMEs, it was a woman by the name of Rachel Louise Snyder. She mentioned that we need to be aware that in domestic violence cases, one of the most dangerous times for victims is when they are trying to exit the situation. Now, we know from Breanne's loved ones that Breanne was trying to leave and she was trying to take her kids to Texas. We don't know if she told Aaron, if he discovered it. We don't know that right now. But in this reporting by Nancy Grace, Rachel Louise Snyder said something that literally shocked me to my core. First, I want to point out that domestic violence does not need to include actual violence. It just has to include a form of control or manipulation. So it can be emotional abuse, psychological abuse, that type of stuff. But what Rachel Snyder said is that experts in the DV awareness world who study domestic violence cases They have a list of 20 high risk indicators to be on the lookout for in domestic violence homicide cases. And one of those indicators is when an abuser threatens suicide. What in the world? She could have knocked me over with a feather when she said that. Now, this is not to be confused with other mental health issues. I'm talking about abusers who use psychology to try to manipulate others. Kelsey McKay, a victim's right attorney, she chimed in during this Nancy Grace broadcast to say that while looking at these 20 indicators, they can tend to see patterns of escalation in every case that leads to a DV homicide. And when a person threatens suicide, it's an indicator that the person slash abuser is losing control. So what they do is they threaten suicide to try to regain control of the situation using pity and poor me type behaviors. But if it doesn't work, that indicator could be followed by a homicide. So this is a risk factor. If an offender threatens suicide, saying, if you leave, I'm going to kill myself, then they are escalating towards a potential DV homicide. Some other experts speaking specifically about Breanne's case They thought that Aaron Pennington was a monster hiding in plain sight. He was all sad that his wife was leaving him and taking the kids. Yet he allegedly shot his wife and walked out on the kids, potentially allowing the kids to find their mother shot in the face. So he was like two different people. Here he was threatening suicide. He wanted pity. He seemed harmless. He was charming, but he wasn't. And in these situations, the minute that these people's fear of abandonment is triggered, well, they think to themselves, it's okay. I'll just kill her. One of the things that struck me during this Nancy Grace broadcast was when one of the experts said that it's horrific to think of women being executed. Right. When I tell you that a woman was executed, you're probably horrified. And when you hear that a woman is executed, you might even wonder, well, what part of the world does that happen in where women are killed on the daily? But it's jarring to learn that women are executed on the daily in America at the hands of their domestic partners. And the sad truth is that victims of DV, which can be men or women, but I'm just focusing on women here because they do make up the majority. They are often killed in their homes or in their cars. Two places where people typically feel safe or where they should feel safe. While everyone is believing that Aaron Pennington is dead somewhere in the woods either from a self-inflicted wound or maybe from hyperthermia, I believe that this man could be hiding out, blending in and using his veteran friends to hide out under the guise that he needed a place to stay. Hey, if he was conniving enough to do what he did and calmly walk out of his house, ditching his car, I really can't put it past him. Until he is found, Breanne's kids cannot feel safe. If you know or have any leads on Aaron Pennington's whereabouts, please contact the Gardner Police Department at 978-632-5600. Or you can reach the Massachusetts State Police at 508-829-8326. If you happen to see Aaron, you are asked not to approach him as he is considered armed and dangerous. If you're wondering about the Pennington kids, Breanne's aunt Brenda Hull, she posted a message on Facebook that read, quote, My brother Jeff and his wife will be raising these four children. They will need counseling services and much more to heal from this traumatic event. As a family, we will come together to support these children and give them the tools they need to overcome the events they witnessed. I am deeply moved by the love that is being extended during such acute grief. Words cannot adequately describe the raw emotions of pain that sweeps over me in waves. Every detail that comes to light casts another layer of violence and incomprehensible actions that led to Breanne's demise. I will forever cherish those days in the barn with my sweet breezy girly, riding horses, beach days, pioneer trek, bonfires, and cuddles. Now, all any of us can do is love her children. They are her world." Breanne Pennington was remembered by her loved ones as a loving mother. Her aunt said that Brienne considered her role as a mother to be the most important role of her life. She was dedicated to her family and to her children. The family has started a GoFundMe account for the kids to assist in their upbringing. I cannot imagine that suddenly taking on four kids is an easy task. So if you're able, consider donating. I also wanted to remind you that if you or anyone you know is experiencing coercive control at the hands of a domestic partner, call the Domestic Violence Hotline for resources. They can be reached at 1-800-799-7233. If you're interested in learning more about coercive control, there are so many resources available online. And just a reminder that domestic violence doesn't have to include physical acts. It can be sexual, psychological, emotional, financial, or just threats of action. The abuse may leave a victim feeling trapped, confused, and even embarrassed to ask for help. And this is why it's so important for us to know what to look for in these situations. It could be happening to us or it could be happening to a loved one. Again, please be on the lookout for this guy. If you knew Aaron Pennington while you served, please consider sharing this episode with others who knew him. Let's make sure he isn't hiding out with anyone we know. Let's keep fighting to find this guy to get justice for Brienne and her kids. If you're interested in more information about Aaron Pennington's social media dating back several years, my girl Stephanie Harlow did a deep dive YouTube into his case back in October, and she dug up some pretty crazy posts that he made back in the day that is really telling on his mental state. My sources for today's episode include coverage by CBS News, Nancy Grace, The Telegram, WWLP and The New York Post, as well as Aaron's LinkedIn account. All right, that's it for today's breaking news story. Join me next week where I will bring you a regular episode of Military Murder. Military Murder is a Mama Margot production. This segment was made possible by all of my listeners. The theme music was created by Ty Ops. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of. So remain vigilant always. You have a fabulous week and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story next time. podcast. I don't want to.